This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap with not just Dipanjana Pal and Rajashree Sen. This is a very exciting week for us because we have with us Chetan Bhagat, undeniably India's most popular author who is out with his new book, One Indian Girl. I don't think Chetan actually needs anything more by way of introduction. So first of all, Chetan, thank you so much for coming and well, not coming, but you know, taking the time to do this interview with us. Thank you so much, Ryan. I'm so excited. We are also very, very excited because One Indian Girl, Chetan's new book, was released over the weekend. And if you are anywhere close to social media, then you've seen testimonials of people who read it at one eight-hour go. Among those people are Rajashree and me. Because who spent our Sundays reading your book, Chetan. <laughs> we did indeed. Both of us got the book on Saturday and we read it in one sitting. Yes, we did. Thank you so much, guys. I really mean it. Okay. We are hoping you are being as earnest as we are being because we are very earnest. Okay. <laughs> so I have to just, I'm just going to... will you tell us a little bit about yeah. the book? So I'm just going to say uh, what the book is about. It's about a woman called Radhika Mehta. She is an investment banker with Goldman Sachs. And it's about, she has... To describe it from the blurb, uh, it's written first person, first of all, as a woman, which is the big deal about this book, because Chetan, as we all know, is not a woman. And he has written this as a woman. And it's about uh, the fact that uh, Radhika makes a lot of money. She has an opinion on everything. And she has had sex before she's going to get married, not just with maybe one man, maybe two. So it's breaking a lot of... uh, expected norms and uh, so I quite I read the book in one go and there were parts of it which I really liked which I'll get into later but mainly when you write about investment banking I'm obviously not an investment banker uh, but when you write about investment banking Chetan the uh, sort of it's familiar terrain for you so the depth and uh, detailing with which you write about it is very interesting for someone who's not from that field. So I really like that part. The rest of it, the Panjana will get into. So, I mean, before we get into what we thought, I, I really want to know what was the part that you enjoyed most about writing this book? Well, I think the whole, uh, the whole the the main character, Radhikna, I mean, the main difference is, in fact, if you notice, I kept everything else in a milieu that was familiar to me. Because uh, it was a challenge to just write in a human voice that I see repeated, I'm not going to, I'll, I'm going to focus my research and effort on that. So investment banking actually, even though it's quite an esoteric industry, I know it. I mean, yeah. so I have, this was my last job. This less that was what I used to do. Hmm. Uh, Did you get the bonus that she got? Uh, let's not go there. My <laughs> <laughs> God. Straight to the chase. <laughs> but, um, and I also was in Goldman Sachs. So that was familiar to me. In fact, the I first chose the name Radhika Mehta because that could be anyone. It could be from many different communities. But uh, I kept the Punjabi girl also because of that. Because I'm familiar with yeah. the Punjabi. Okay. So those, those were deliberate things I did. Because if I took Radhika as a lawyer, then I'll have to research lawyers in their life. And I thought, let me just focus on her 
um, you know, the, her being a woman and the issues she faces for that and keep everything else relatively, uh, you know, familiar to me. Okay. Uh, shall I get into the questions? This was not a question. Yeah, this was, but now we got really specific ones so you okay okay so i want to ask you do you believe in numerology because all your books have numbers in the title no it's just like a quirky trademark you know it's okay. not like it's not like i stick with a couple of priests who then do some puja and then they okay smart but at local you know some people not actually do but uh, it's just something actually came from a really of my past as an engineer and a banker and oh. uh, that world i used to only do spreadsheets and numbers and microsoft excel and it's a reminiscence of that that past which is okay. gone but uh, i still include a number of people like if i don't put a number then people say they are numbers to me so <laughs> but it could be any number but the number has to fit the story yeah So you were saying that the most important part for you for writing One Indian Girl was to get that woman's voice right. Um, yeah, the voice, the characterization, her conflicts. I mean, it's not just a woman character who's say a detective or a, you know, like then let's go about a detective story and doesn't really matter. But hmm. this is a book on, to a certain extent, this is a book on gender issues. So that was the biggest challenge, and that was the most fun part. as well as the most difficult part for me okay and in uh, in the process of doing this i i know you've uh, because i was reading in the acknowledgments you've written that you spoke to a lot of women i was wondering if you read any uh, chiclet and whether you'd describe one indian girl as indian chiclet no in fact quite the opposite you know when i'm writing such a book and considering i'm a popular writer it's one of the first thing i had in mind was I want to make sure it's not, it doesn't become chiclet. And what, and I think it won't be seen as that. A, I'm a guy who's writing it. B, the characterization, like you yourself said, it goes into investment banking and other the other world in more detail, like compared to other chiclet books. And C, I think it's it's not just about uh, you know a hot issue. It's a little more than that, and it's connects um, what's happening in India versus. because because what's uh, i mean if you haven't read then this may come as a bit of a surprise to you but there are bits of it that are quite re- uh, reminiscent of bridget jones's diary which in the world yeah, of chiclet is a huge I praise no i've read bridget jones's diary in the nilsa and the attempt one and this comes with bridget jones's diary a bit but the kind of books and then actually one like a normally books uh, beauty net and uh, you know things like which are very Which you quoted in your book. You quoted so, the beauty myth, right? In the book, in this one. Because I actually read it, and I found it very, uh, very, um, you know, very angry kind of book. Where <laughs> it, and a lot of the, these books were quite angry, and uh, I just felt that uh, okay, that's not the zone I want to go in because I want to write a fun story. But can I even bring this? And then I realized that feminism is a very, very broad issue. I mean, you could even have a theme of suicide. You could have the issues of consent, like the movie theme. You could have something like this, which is about career and class things. Yeah. And so, I think so. And when it comes to Bridget Jones, you know, a, a lot of times there was a lot of chance for me to add even more humor in the book, just to make um, Radhika like a bumbling little girl 
no no but see that's it in fact becomes an issue i because the kind of books i write there mm-hmm. less than the times i really don't like the fake names like calling it silverman's hat yeah yeah is this for the you know and for me if you notice the book on the i think first to second page i think one of the pages there is a disclaimer given i i give it that you know for the to aid storytelling we have i think in the there is a disclaimer yeah page. i'm opening it to see yeah so there it is this book is a work of fiction name of persons organization businesses characters yeah yeah purely fictional you said i mean yeah and it says any references to hotels places business location while real are used in a way that is purely fictional and no resemblance and so you know it is uh, done so we give a disclaimer and you know i think what happens in films is the issue becomes of that of a visual yeah yeah because there is no visual i'm i'm lucky that way it's like a newspaper can mention that um you know you could write an article tomorrow about the working conditions at goldman sachs and yeah but that's reportage now over here you've written like i'm just trying to understand how legally it's not or is it that books don't fall under that same level of scrutiny as uh, films that could be it also it's that i'm not using uh, their copyright to sell anything right okay so, so i think you can get away with it in books but okay. i think if you were to make a movie you'd uh, have you'd, to change it i think it may be difficult to get a goldman sachs yeah. in there speaking But in, in huh. two states if you remember there was yeah. the boy who worked in city bank in the book but in the movie he worked in yes bank because that would have been a deal right with yes bank because you, i'm sure yeah, yeah yeah you know it was so speaking of films uh, is there a film planned for one indian girl no i mean i would uh, there have been interest because of my previous book obviously people who make movies producers and all they keep asking and uh, some of the actors ask but it's really too early the books literally come out over the weekend and um, so kangana ranaut became part of the promotions because she loved the advance copy she just loved the book i mean i think she just related to almost she related to the book in like i mean i, I like a lot of the relationships radhika has she said my relationships have been identical and uh, um so she related to it a lot and she then came to launch it and she's actually even expressed her interest if there's a movie so let's see okay there was something else that i wanted to ask you you've uh, you said that you researched a lot of this beyond the waxing you were speaking to a lot of women about this right yeah. listen i must tell you guys see you yeah. guys included i do get my own share of tough love on twitter to put it mildly or hate or <laughs> okay and i think somewhere in that is some um some sane advice even if it's not maybe used said in the best language maybe it's said in the uh, snarky language but there is some advice I mean, there was this advice that i gathered last time that the things could be getting a bit repetitive to my yeah so you having this chetan coming in the beginning of the book and then you have a small town character and then he falls in love with someone and it was in half of and it was in revolution 2020 and i think okay. it became something i needed to uh, kind of it's not reinvent just refresh the whole uh, the way i write okay so i write so Even though it's still a chetan bhagat book so you will still have that same taste singing and the same uh, you know masala which people like to call it but still there was an attempt made to really refresh and not worry so much about what will sell what will not sell what are people looking for it it really became i said what is my biggest passion project 
Okay. So the biggest passion project for me was writing a girl's voice and to actually write a book about women's issues, which okay. I didn't know that was true. So yeah. that's where it came from. Yeah, and tell me know. something, one thing that you said about Chetan being part of most of your books, like the small town thing. So you are not British Gulati? I am not British Gulati right? at all. I I'm cool, man. I'm not like... Oh, any. you are Neil. Or are, are you, you Debu? You're not Debu because you're not Bong and you made fun of him. I noticed the tone in which you wrote about him. That's okay. Even we say the same things about Bong men. No, I didn't make fun of him. He works <laughs> <laughs> I think initially I made Debu very charming. Initially with his beard and the way he says the right things. I mean, he he's the one actually who encourages her to achieve. It's just later, but that doesn't have to be a Bengali thing. I mean, it, it could have been any guy. But you're not Neil then, or I are you? No, no, I'm not. I think I've reached a point where I can write stories that like that. Okay, I'm not in them. But sorry, you were asking about the research. So yeah, I sat down with around a hundred women for this book and literally put them at ease, calm them down, like chit chat conversation, and then calm them come. down. Meaning we need calming down when people are researching from us. What if are you are, saying? I, mean, I would I would say calm them down or at least to make them comfortable. Aha. So that they, Okay now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but coming back to these hundred women who were opening up to you, uh, none of them mentioned any women friends because Radhika has no women friends. No, no, that's always there. You know, when you write fiction that is fast-paced and you're writing very smart-driven books, you will have that. If you notice it, most it's also like uh, the girl never had any friends and the boy never had any friends in um, or like hardly any. You know? in the whole college life. But in, say, a three minutes, it's more of a story about friends and no friends. So, okay. I think, so you, you are right that she doesn't have friends who are, like, part of the wedding as much. But then those, are, those need their own subplots and they just add length to the book. Okay. So, that's so why. And so, I want to ask you something. There's a, a, there's a lot of sex in this book. Right? In detail, that too. Which I'm... You know, I, I, it's funny, I don't know why people feel that way. There is a lot of sex on, in life, in, on the internet. Yes, we, but we know. But my book has two sex scenes. There are two relationships, so there are two sex scenes, but you are right, it's far more explicit than yeah. my previous Okay, so now that's what I want to ask you. What I think the good service that you have done to India's youth is because you have a very young... So I was at LitFest once when you were there and I have not seen anybody be thronged the way you were. There were like so many college kids carrying up books and they'd come to meet you. So I think you've done a really good service to all these children in India because you have introduced them to the world of cunnilingus, yeah. which most Indian men and many Indian women would not uh, be familiar with or at ease with. But now... Really? I don't know, I'm just saying, but I have an observation now. That's the only reason why women have chosen to stay with me. But anyway. Oh! Really? <laughs> I'm so sorry, I almost choked on my coffee. But... <laughs> okay, listen, what I want to ask you is, and this is where I felt it... Like you gave away that you're a man. Like, say someone is reading this book without knowing that Chetan Bhagat, who Chetan Bhagat is, which is a 
rarity difficult. it's difficult but i'm saying if you give it to someone say who has not read your books before and you don't say that chetan bhagat is a man they might well think that you are a woman writing this book but where you give it away that you are a man is that while you have written in great detail about kanilingas there is no mention of her giving a blow job okay Because, because okay. men uh, okay see this is the only program where i can discuss this so let's <laughs> end the come on chetan open up no, to no, us i i don't think i can go on arnab show and discuss it you right? could he'll be it will make a show far more fun please discuss blow jobs on the show okay i can't do things for your people but listen it's very important on the sex thing since you it's very very important and you're right the temp is to do some it's not about connecting the so much But the fact that the sixteen are so explicit, and in the first sixteen, yeah. if I were to give you a little spoiler, is that she is not that great. Yeah, and she is not finished, and then he's finished, and he she actually uh, tells him, "We can you go and do that thing so that I can also get to the end." I have to and say, I think that was one of your best bits of characterization in the entire book. So really well done on that. Thank you, and that if nothing else. There'll be a lot more satisfied women because of this book, and I think if there is no other contribution I make to literature. At least let that be it. Yes, so, true. <laughs> I agree totally. I'm. That's fine. I was very I happy when. But I read coming this. back to the blowjob, why is it not there? That, that is why I think I thought it needed that. And then if you get into like the full blown, like okay now blowjob and this and that, then you're getting into erotica space, which this book is not. I did listen. No, no, I'm not saying it from that point of view for women. So this, from a woman's point of view, I'm telling you that if it's all about oral sex, then a blowjob is of far greater proportions of uh, being proportion. I just said no pun intended of trepidation or hesitation for a woman than having someone go down on her. But Good on you to write about Kanilingas and make it such a like it's very pleasurable I, and normal. I understand my audience. A lot of my audience that I've talked to, whether they know, they're like quite shocked with something like this. Yeah, it's yeah, I'm sure. To say to them that women actually have their own sexual mind and they have their own end inside because for them, you know, they get the girl and the girl they take the girl. Those are the terminologies used. Yeah. <laughs> 
I agree. You have to describe it. You have to describe it. You have to describe, uh, say, things like a penis and things like that, and that just. You will just not find. Yeah, I, I think I think Chetan, you've just landed upon one of the major problems that women face with the blowjob. You have to describe it, and you have to face up to the penis. Good feedback. Next, next book, huh? I'm expecting this at least. But listen, um, coming back to the um, less sexual parts of the book, um, you were you were saying that you had 25 to 30 women readers that you made them go through the book after you'd written it. did any of them mention how they felt about how self-hating uh, Radhika is? No, not at all. In fact, all of them said they are like this only. I mean, I, I mean, I, in my sample at least, okay. most women have, in fact, most people do, but I think women specifically because of the onslaught of perfection in the form of Photoshop magazines and makeup that is thrown around women all the time, in fact, I can tell you right now, like you just saw that Sonam Rajapun probably where she said yeah. how much effort it takes to dress her up. Kangana had the same effort when she came to my book launch. So it's a, and I see Shabda dress up every day for her girlfriend. I mean, it's a, and this is what women feel they have to look like and it's not possible. So I think just in terms of looks, they have a lot of guns. And because they also are supposed to be in a world where it really almost suppresses women to openly give out their opinions. Um, they feel doubt when they are not sure whether they will be able to do it because they don't. They're not. They don't have enough practice on it. So they do feel this way. In fact, I would say in some ways Radhika is still aspirational to a lot of my readers because they they feel Radhika well, is living life on her own terms. She definitely does that, and uh, and it's and it's great that she. You know, you have a heroine who's not uh, necessarily following falling into certain traps. Um, uh, but there was like, for instance, there's that bit where she meets her colleague's girlfriend, Amanda. Yeah. In the bar. And um, her and Amanda's an actor and a piano teacher and, you know, a bunch of creative things. And her only response to Amanda is that she's blonde and hot and has all the men. As a woman, that seems to be all she saw of Amanda. It's because, you know, sometimes... Radhika is very well put together, but and she she's very smart. She's very logical, very cognitively smart, but emotionally she's always felt insecure. That's the character she, because of maybe her sister, because of her childhood. She's always felt insecure, and she's the moment you're referring to is the situation where it's an office party, and this Bengali boyfriend is not showing up. Bengali uh, men, I tell you. Yeah, because probably because he's insecure and he doesn't like these capitalist bankers or whatever the reason is. Yeah. Right? And so she's already feeling vulnerable and a very, she's probably feeling, she starts at the first instance of being rejected, whether it's for a party by the boyfriend. I think she starts feeling that she's not good enough. And when a very attractive woman walks in, uh, her self-esteem takes a huge nosedive. And I've seen it happen to, like, I am Ahmedabad women who are, many of them are my friends. The moment yeah. a really hot girl walks into a party, all bets are off. They suddenly, they suddenly forget that they are from Miami. They probably have an IQ three times that girl. They probably are far bigger achievers. It just, it's unsettling for them. And I think it's, it's quite interesting. And, yeah. and that's the fact of life. Even a feminist, and I think that's what Kangana also told me. What she likes is that you, a feminist doesn't mean she's always strong. I mean, she may stand for feminism, but she can have her vulnerability. So in Absolutely. Radhika, she's, actually, she's attractive, but 
you know, body image is something you don't control. Is so, no. um, for you? Would you describe yourself as a feminist? I would like to think so. I mean, who should be? I mean, I think so. You know, I believe in. I don't believe that people gender. Like, for example, my own life. I've, I've quit my job and my wife used to go to work. There was a little bit of a traditional role reversal, or um, even like when I, I often take opinions from hmm. women all the time for my books, and I often trust them more, especially for this book. So it, I, I don't think that oh she's a girl, so I should discount her opinion, which I find a lot of men do, even though they claim to be feminist. Yeah. Sometimes feel a little bit So, but for me, I often find, and I'm not trying to say this to flatter the women, but I find that. Um, you know, I can. Men are more prone to ego. Men are more prone to certain things. That women come from a more balanced place. Hmm. Um, so and so, I like that. So I don't know. I mean, I think we all have our own um, sexism in us, all biases, prejudices in us. But largely, yeah. I'm on the feminist side. Otherwise, I wouldn't have them. Now I, you've I, gone the feminist side. Means before this, you were. No, no, largely, I said okay, largely. Okay, okay, largely. Yeah, it is true that you also lead by example. I have to give you that much. Like, it's not like you're right about feminism and your own life is uh, in total contradiction to what you're trying to promote or propagate. Okay, now uh, we have to get to what's been uh, in the news and pop culture. So I have to ask you a question or two about that. Uh, you are, even though you claim that you're not, you are quite the publicity whiz. It's something to be proud of because I feel that if anyone can market themselves, that's a very good thing. I recently, Tanishta Chatterjee has been in the news because she went on Comedy Nights Bachao. Or yeah. Comedy Nights Live, whichever one it was. There are two of them. Comedy Nights Live, it's hosted by, both are hosted by Krishna Abhishek. And she said that they made comments about her skin color. And therefore, she was upset because how can you crack jokes about skin color? And then she got up and she walked out. Now, do you feel that, uh, one, that it was sort of because her film was releasing the same week, Parched, and it is about women and women's rights and so on, and women being treated as equals. And uh, do you think it was a publicity thing? And do you think that she was overreacting? See, I, I, I couldn't really, you know, I can't really say that there is a conspiracy theory without having any proof. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's kind of hard to execute. That they're harder to execute than one thing. Hmm. I have been on that show. Yeah, and it was, I've been on that show. Yeah, and it's it's a, a kind of like a roast format, you know. Hmm. They, they, the idea is that the celebrity has to get to the point uh, where he says "bachao" in Bihar guy You know. Okay. That's why it's called comedy night. Bachao. Okay. Like, huh. bachao and bhagao. Of course, that's not normally what happens. But yeah, he said "bachao" and bhagao. Huh. <laughs> So you, normally speaking, and I've written columns on it, I think we shouldn't, you know, India has an obsession with fair skin and uh, very fair skin. The, in, even in my book, you saw Vitesh and the whole... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The whole mother says, please write very fair, don't write Vitesh and all that. And that, that happens in India. So in that sense, we should not make fun of it. But Comedy Night is a roast show. Yeah. And I think it's one of those safe environments where, you know, 
given an analogy like an SNM environment where you ask banking something, but hmm. you know you will get banked, but you it's not okay to do that. But you know, I think what happens in that show in the green room, yeah. they tell you, they don't tell you the joke, but they tell you the things they're gonna pick on you. Okay, so they picked on my writing, they picked on me doing Bollywood, they picked on how like people should read some of our. In the pages on her, my book, things like that, they don't talk. Now, I, I don't think it's a bad, great joke, huh. but I don't particularly get offended by it either. Yeah. And so they took the head with it, and we had fun, and we managed to still make it a laugh fest. And that girl Bharti in that show, yeah, yeah, makes fun of her own weight all the time. Is there any? Sorry, sorry. That's sorry if I'm going. To, but that's the environment that show is all about. It, it is about doing the inappropriate. At the expense of some laugh, but they say we are doing inappropriate things, and in the end they give you a hug and they say, "Come on, thanks for being such a good sport." Yeah, so, I've seen the show, so which is why I was wondering what you felt about it because no, it is no, basically. No, I, think, I, I think so. I would. I don't know Tanishka at all. I'm sure she was generally hurt, but I think it borders on the overreaction. But then she only did a Facebook post. Yeah. But I think when you, when you are in a show, you know that there is. I mean, it's a. If you're from the industry, you know that it's a big setup. There's a whole, you know, stage. There's a whole crew. There's a whole like mm. hundred people working, getting Hollywood that day. So I think you you don't need to walk off. You can still tell, like you told me, you can cut the interview and we mm. edit it, which we are not, by the way. Yeah. But um, you know, so that's what she could have said. You know, let's can we reshoot this because this is not happening for me. But to kind of walk off and make a post about it—that seems a bit uh, not being a team player for this show. If she went on a you know a normal uh, new show and somebody made fun of her skin color, of course, yeah, that's a huge boo-boo. But here, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? You know, I'm very conflicted about it because I also think uh, that we are seriously starting to lack a sense of humor. Um, and while offensive jokes need to be taken. uh you know taken to task for if they're going over a certain limit i don't think anything should be beyond the realms of humor frankly uh because if you don't poke fun at it you don't know what might come yeah. of it uh do you think there's a no go area as far as jokes are concerned because we kind of see a lot of people being drawn in uh to news debates that you know so and so cracked this joke and this was offensive etc See, like I said, it's the context-driven thing. If I've told you that I'm going to roast you, then to expect that they're going to be—I mean, what do you roast Tanisha Chatterjee on? Is a scriptwriter's dilemma from a writer's point of view. And I think they do brief you in the green room that these are the topics they're going to roast you on, and yeah. you have the right to say this is no go for me because I can't decide, you can't decide for her, they can't decide for me. No, so right? I do. I agree with you that also if you're going on a show like Comedy Nights Live, it's not your one not going on SNL, and her comparison with SNL did not make sense for the simple reason that SNL has some of the most like virulent uh, jokes about blacks horrible, and horrible. slavery and racism, and it's all cool. Okay, so you can't say, "Oh, they made fun of my in SN." When no, SNL does it, you're fine with it. AIB, AIB is a prime example. There, yeah, with, with a lot of people, the same people who are supporting the nation today and saying, "Oh, how stupid that bato is," and uh, the same people say, "Why are you going after AIB?" 
So I and I think there is a certain element of elitism here too. If it's done in English, it's okay. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think it's an English comedy versus Hindi comedy as well. Because if this had been done by say Tanmay and all, this would have been everyone would have been uh, far more tolerant of it maybe. Okay, so. so I I feel it deserves more clarification. I would not reach a conclusion before saying I would like someone to interview Tanishka and ask her what happened in the green room. Yeah. Did they tell you that they are? And when they were making those jokes, did you tell them cut cut cut? Let's not go on this one. Yeah. Yeah. So Correct. You can do that. You can do that, right? This is not a live stage event that you have to walk out. No, no, and so, they shoot for quite a while. They cut. I know that they cut and shoot and cut and shoot. Yeah, there are practices and all that. In fact, today I was going for that show again. Believe it or not, but I had your interview, so I had my plan. <gasps> Listen, we are far more fun than Krishna Abhishek is. I am just telling you. Correct, and I've done that show once, and it's they not. I like what they do, but it's and they are very talented bunch of kids. They, they. It's not easy to keep. No, and listen just because they don't like their humor doesn't appeal to me but it obviously appeals to a very wide number of people because that show is carrying on and on and people are tuning in so that what offends me may not offend someone else okay one last question on pop culture that we have is this whole thing now you are very much part of bollywood today as much as you are an author you are also I'm fighting how to not be another bollywood person because then whenever bollywood conversations come ट Like I think this firstly just I don't know if it offends someone I I but Fawad Bhakti is a good joke. Nah, just just I thought will be stoned and you are also four less people will buy your book now. You be. <laughs> this is a joke. It's good. So I also read most Fawad Nation. It's oh, that's <laughs> nice also. Most Fawad Nation. India. <laughs> okay, the Panjana doesn't appreciate our humor. Yeah, She's offended. I'm rolling my eyes. Humor is very diverse. Okay, so tell me, what do you think about this Pakistan celebrity thing? I've said it in one or two other places. I think I think see a band, extreme bands don't go bands bands not good. But at the same time, yeah. I think we have to change something in our approach to Pakistan, which is a failed state, and mm. we have to tell the world that it's a failed state. Okay. Okay. And how this very and the world doesn't have time. They are like the big. Uh, people who make decisions in the world are having two minutes at breakfast to flip through their Wall Street Journal, Financial Times, Economist, and they read India-Pakistan news. And yeah. if they see news of Pakistan being terrorism one day, and the next day they see major bhaijara happening and things like that, Mushara, they feel it's like some family feud. These guys are the same, but they just keep fighting. Just it's like a it's not something the world needs to care about. And I think that time is gone. Because it's something very dangerous we are dealing with. We don't even know today yeah. who controls Pakistan. We don't know. Okay, who controls that nuclear bomb in Pakistan? Nawaz Sharif doesn't. Does mm. a general do it? Does a priest? Uh, But Khawad do doesn't. We we just don't know, right? And they can set that bomb off. They can set it off, whether we provoke them or not. 
but more if we provoke them which we have been lately so it's a very dangerous world we live in because of this territory which is not even a real state now and i think for that india has to give out that message that we are saving the world from a nuclear holocaust by taking the next so i think we have to cut off time we have to okay. cut off this now coming to the artists yeah especially the artists i want to know i think i think some of them is because they're 50 people working in the industry it's not just pawar right it's singers and all that i think we need to get not coercively please please do not put me in that camp who said they have to speak up mm-hmm. we have to ask them what they feel about the terrorism if they choose not to react that's their choice but a their fans should know that that's their choice b is this in persecution in their home country yeah. because of i think we should do the opposite of ban we should offer them asylum and their extended family asylum in india because if out of those 50 10 guys take that asylum that will make a huge statement to the world that pakistani artists escape yes. and exile in india that's and true that will put a lot of pressure on like the the internal politics of pakistan will change will that so i think something needs to be done there this kind of a abrupt ban do one like you know is is not going to achieve anything but uh, we need to change something in our approach to pakistan and i also i must say yes it's wrong to ban but without an asylum plan i think we should give an asylum plan but i also refuse to take the entire guilt on india for depriving these guys of living because the fault also lies with their own country you know their own regime has failed them by creating such an image that they are just not welcome anymore so it's, it's it's to be fair they do have pretty thriving careers back home they're not dependent okay. upon okay. india that's fine but i mean, i don't and i also think it should not be limited to the entertainment industry you should then stop granting work visas to pakistani people yeah right. exactly absolutely i know why to do the film industry but you can work in a consulate or you can work in a call center i don't know there are any pakistani people working in india in multinationals maybe there are some industries from here there but then you you be very consistent about it so i think that but there is definitely uh yeah something that needs to change in our policy and this brotherhood is not helped us actually it's always nice to love and care but if it doesn't help then what do you do right tough love okay now speaking of tough love it's time to say bye bye now time. so thank you so much you for know, making the time it was long with you and we planned it and thank you guys for reading the book and thanks for asking questions on it inside the personal net i'm uh, i hope you guys liked it a little bit at least yeah yeah we did and uh, thank but you for giving your time say your friends because you have admitted to liking my book so you know <laughs> we will be admitting on air that we've liked parts of it there's no doubt about that um so yes again thank you so much and uh, and you know best of luck with the film that i'm sure will come out of it and uh, on to the next one hopefully thank you okay all the best and bye bye news laundry guys so that was chetan bhagat on one indian girl which like i said we did enjoy parts of they yeah. were just very small parts that's all in my case Um that said uh, I think it is great that he came on this show and that he took all of our questions and that he preferred us over comedy se bachao or whatever no, the hell it was No comedy nights bachao 
same difference anyway um so yes good on that now um as some of you might be aware this is the festive season and it is a particularly special time for bengalis it yes. is it is a time when we need to tap into our bengaliness with a vengeance or tap out of it with a vengeance depending on who mm. you are the bottom line being that awful and awesome will be taking a break of 2 weeks only <laughs> this is how we try to convince you that it's actually not a very long time um but that's why we've given you this uh, super duper section uh, super duper episode with all of chetan bhagat's uh, inside thoughts on blow jobs and cunilingus and brands like where and else women would, and women where else would you have got that so we will see you after 2 weeks of course in the meanwhile everything else runs as normal you should go and check out just sports our new podcast which is well about just sports uh there's also of course nl hafta which will be continuing relentlessly as usual and remember when the public pays the public is served and when the corporations pay corporations are served so please subscribe to news laundry or subscribe to independent media of your choice do that as your bit of navratri good deed and we will see you after the sera uh thank you miss sen <laughs> thank you miss pal it's a wrap Catch all new episodes of the awful and awesome entertainment rap on newslaundry.com follow us on Facebook and Twitter